Hello, welcome to the Grace Life Podcast. The message you're about to hear, if diligently applied, will absolutely change your life. We're praying that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, thereby allowing the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened. Now let's join the service already in progress with Pastor West. Good evening. Praise the Lord. Well, we're going to continue tonight in what we were talking about last week. Anybody remember what we talked about last week? Psalms 23. That's right. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. Amen. Well, um, I'm just going to go over a few things as there's a, I see a few faces that weren't here last week. So just to kind of recap some things that was said last week. Um, we actually went back and uh, let me read real quick Psalms 23. I'll just read it um, out of the, uh, I'm, I'll just read it real quick here out of the Amplified. It says, the Lord is my shepherd to feed God and to shield me. I shall not lack. He makes me lie down in fresh, tender, green pastures. He leads me beside the still and restful waters. He refreshes and restores my life, myself. He leads me in the paths of righteousness uprightness and right standing with him not for my earning it but for his name's sake yea though i walk through the deep sunless valley of the shadow of death i will fear or dread no evil for you are with me your rod to protect and your staff to guide they comfort me you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies you anoint my head with oil and my brimming cup runs over surely or only goodness and mercy and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life and through the length of my days, the house of the Lord and his presence shall be my dwelling place. Amen. So we said last week, um, Psalms 23 is for the church age, which is the age we're living in. Psalm 22, you get a picture. If you go back and read, we're not going to read the whole thing, but when you just for your notes and time and studying, if you want to go back and read. Psalm 22 is a picture of the crucifixion of Jesus. And so we talked a little bit about, uh, in reading that, you can hear the um, anguish, the heartache, the pain, the turmoil, and all that Jesus went through in this process to become the lamb that was slain for the world. So um, I'm, just, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but just a couple things out of there where um, he talked about um, he's despised of the people. Also, he said, all who see me, well, first off in verse one, he says, why have you forsaken me, God? And then he goes on to say, he's despised of people and people laugh and mock at him saying, where's your God now? The God that you said was going to deliver you. So anyway, and then on down through the chapter, but I'm not going to go back and read it. You can do that in your own time. But just to make the point that um, he was rejected and he was uh, mocked at, and he was, um, how many know that people disapproved of Jesus? And so, uh, you know, by going back and reading those things, we, we get the picture that Jesus, uh, we can't say that we understand Jesus as far as, because we haven't been through what he went through. But as far as he can understand us, you know, the scripture says that he feels uh, the the effects of the, our infirmities, amen? And so um, he can relate to us, is what I'm saying, because of all that he went through. And so, um, so which that gives us hope and brings comfort, amen? So uh, he knows, he understands, he's been there. And so um, in our times of, of whatever it is, rejection, people, anybody ever been rejected by another person? But, it, but in those times... It's his grace that's sufficient for us. So, all we, so I guess what I'm saying is sometimes if you just go back and read Psalms 22, you can say, nah, this is a piece of cake. I got it made. You know, I'm not going through anything that Jesus went through. Amen. And aren't you so glad that he did it for us? That's, you know, you've heard that called the great exchange. Jesus exchanged what we are to become what he is. Amen. He took on all the shame, all the pain. Amen. 
<clears throat> so that we could be healed whole, live a life of abundance, and so that we could say with confidence, the Lord is my shepherd and I do not lack. Amen. So, um, <clears throat> then I'm just recapping a few things in the midst of his pain. Uh, Holy Spirit's help empowered Jesus as it does us. And that, that God is still who he says he is. You know that Jesus was just a man. He was, he was born of God, but he was walked as a man on this earth. Amen. So, um, so he does, he does relate with us. Amen. And, uh, he knows how we feel at times. Amen. He suffered. He did. And uh, so uh, in verse 26, um, every, we won't go there, but in every, every need, every need of your soul is met in Christ. Who is going to, be, to eat and be satisfied? Verse 26 says, uh, The poor and the afflicted shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord. And seek for, inquire, and require him as their greatest need. That's in 22, uh, verse 26, Psalms 22, 26. So we see in that verse that those who look to the Lord as their greatest need. Remember last week I said not with their need. You know, sometimes we come with our list, you know, to Jesus, to God and say, I need this, I need this, I need this. You know, I know nobody's ever done that. But, but if we go to him... And this would be a heart-to-heart -heart thing if you think about it. When you're going to him and, and you're, you're going to say, Jesus, you are all that I need. Amen? So there's a difference in going to him with our need and knowing that he is our only need. Amen. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God will liberally supply, fill to the full your every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So we see that he's already met every need that we will ever have. Uh, and then we see, we talked about Jesus went to the cross for a purpose, and it was to redeem us. Amen. To remove all the shame, the guilt, and to declare us righteous, complete, and whole. And then the very last verse in 22, uh, the 31st, chapter 22, the 31st verse says, They shall come and shall declare his righteousness to, the, to a people yet to be born, that he has done it, that it is finished. Amen. So I wanted to read that again because we see there that it is finished. Jesus is a finished work. Amen. And our soul can be completely satisfied in that. Praise God. So we talked about trust is everything in relationships, in our relationship with Jesus, and our earthly relationships. Trust is everything, isn't it? If you don't have trust, you really don't have a, 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 a good relationship, do you? Amen. Trust is everything. I'm so glad you can trust Jesus, aren't you? Amen. He is truth. Um, okay. Uh, we talked about the natural relationship between sheep and shepherds. Uh, sheep are helpless animals. They have no sense of defense. The sheep are totally dependent on the shepherd. The only time a sheep will go outside of the shepherd's care is when it perceives lack. When it thinks the shepherd's not going to take care of it. Uh, then, then the sheep will go outside of the shepherd's care to feel, fulfill that lack, uh, or he's thinking he's going to fulfill that lack. 100% of the time, the sheep finds itself in trouble, and the shepherd has to lead it back to the flock. So I thought that was interesting. 100% of the time, when the sheep wanders from the shepherd, he um, finds himself in trouble. And... Uh, it never turns out good when we, as sheep, try to fix our own situations without Jesus. Amen. Outside of Jesus, outside of his grace. We talked about how sheep end up on their backs. It's called cast down. You know, they'll lay there with their legs flopping, and uh, they bleat. I'm not going to make the sound, but the, the sound they make. And uh, they'll either lay there calmly and just bleat and uh, calling for help, calling for the shepherd to come help. And or they will thrash from side to side. And I did not know this until I did the study and researching. But uh, they, will, they will thrash what's called from side to side. This is them trying to work out their own situation because they can't get up on their own. They have to have the shepherd to get them up. So they will thrash until if the shepherd's not around, they will just die. 
the sheep will if they're left alone. So um, Jesus provided relationship, amen, with him, the Father, and the Holy Spirit, where we can know the Father, know his character, know our good shepherd, and know that he loves us. And he never leaves us alone, amen? That he cares for us, and he values us, amen. Um, then we talked about... Um, uh, we don't have to turn there, but Isaiah 53, we all like sheep have gone astray. So the Bible over and over relates us as sheep to the shepherd. Amen. Um, and John 10, 10 says, Jesus tells us his purpose. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full until it overflows. Abundance of not just finances, but everything. Abundance of joy, peace, provision, strength. Amen. Glory to God. When we go with him, we have abundance. And the goal is to, uh, you know, we sing a song about so much. Uh, we're blessed so much we can't contain it so much we have to give it away. So that's the goal, isn't it? Jesus getting it to us, through us, to someone else. Amen. You know, it's not all about us. It's about someone else, isn't it? Uh, and then we saw that the abundance is the same word in Ephesians 3.20. Uh, and we talked about in, in the Amplified that says that now to him who by the power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose and do superabundantly far over and above all that we ask or think infinitely, boundlessly, beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. And I was, went back over today and was reading this today, and, and I noticed, uh, it says, Now to him who, by the power that is at work within us, is able. Who's it say is able? Him. He's talking about Jesus. He's able to carry out his purpose. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, we think it's up to us. But he, it's him. If we if we just turn to him, it's it's uh, it's by the power that is at work within us. But it's him doing the work. Amen. So, praise God. It takes the pressure off of you, doesn't it? Not that you don't have anything to do. All we just do is is let him be our shepherd. Amen. Turn to him when we feel lack in our life. Don't try to do it on our own. Just turn to him. He's the good shepherd, and he loves and cares for us. Amen. Praise God. Uh, then we, we talked about a natural shepherd purchases his sheep and puts his seal of ownership on them to indicate that they are his treasured possession. And after service, Matt was showing me some sheep in Peru, and they had this big pink stripe down their back. So I guess that's the way they mark their sheep. But the only thing is, I said, well, what happens when they shear them? So the stripe's gone then, but anyway. But uh, I guess uh, the correct way would be to put... Uh, a seal is what they call it. They just tag their ears, what they do. Put a seal on them. And this indicates uh, if, someone did, if someone came to the sheep, they would know exactly who the sheep belonged to by looking at the seal. Same way Jesus purchased us, only he didn't use silver and gold. He used his precious lifeblood to prove our value and to prove our worth. Amen. But we're sealed, aren't we? Amen. You cannot be worth any more than the lifeblood of the King of Kings. You are like a treasured possession, a masterpiece. Amen. We talked about he knows you, and he knows you personally, intricately. He knows the hairs on your head, every hair on your head. They're numbered, and he knows that. And uh, we talked, we, we, I gave the definition of intricately. That means, um, in, intricate means involved. So God got involved with you. Amen. With Jesus. Jesus got involved with us. And he knows everything about us, and he still, still loves us dearly, doesn't he? Amen. Um, so then tonight we're going to start in, uh, we're going to read Luke 15, 3 through 6. This is, uh, we didn't quite finish up last week, so we're going to finish here and then move on. But Jesus is teaching here in Luke 15, verses 3 through 6 in the Amplified, uh, about his love for his sheep. <clears throat> so, verse 4 says, um, well, we'll just start with verse 4. Luke 15, verse 4 says, What man of you, if he has a hundred sheep 
and should lose one of them, does he not leave the 99 and go after the one that was lost until he finds it? Verse 5 says, and he carries it home on his shoulders rejoicing. Pastor talked Sunday about a shock collar. You know, I was thinking about this verse uh, when, he was re- when he was talking about the shock collar. But, you know, God doesn't use a shock collar, does he? Um, I was thinking he, he picks that sheep up and he puts that sheep around his neck and he carries that sheep back to the fold. Praise God. And not only with that, but he rejoices. He rejoices over it. Verse 6 says, and when he gets home, he calls together his friends and neighbors and says, rejoice with me because I found my sheep that was lost. And so that just shows how important you are to God. Amen? That if you get lost trying to get your need met somewhere else other than from him, he's pursuing you. Amen? He's pursuing you and he notices you. Amen? He doesn't condemn you. He doesn't get angry with you. He doesn't put a shock collar on you and zap you and tell you to get back, does he? No, he doesn't. Um, He's a good heavenly father. He's pursuing you and he goes after you saying, wait, wait, I love you. Remember, I care about you. And remember that, that I love you so much and I meet all your needs. I've already met all your needs. Amen. Um, And you don't like anything and I'll take care of you. So that's a good shepherd. And then we're going to read 2 Corinthians one twenty-two in the Amplified. 2 Corinthians one twenty-two. if you're making notes. It says, He has also appropriated, took us unto himself. He, he made us suitable and fitting and acknowledged us as, as his by putting his seal upon us and giving us his Holy Spirit. In our hearts as a security deposit and the guarantee of the fulfillment of his promise. Amen. Just as the natural shepherd puts his seal on his sheep, Jesus has sealed us with his Holy Spirit. Our spirit is sealed. Nothing can snatch us from him or separate us from his love and care. Amen. Isn't that good news? We are his forever. You know that you can't walk away or get away from Jesus. You just can't do it. And you can't do, not that, that we want you to do bad or encourage bad behavior, but how, not, how many know some people, are, they're not perfect, are they? And sometimes we do imperfect things. But you can't do bad enough or say bad enough to get away from Jesus. Amen? He's always pursuing us, isn't he? You are his. Glory to God. And he is pursuing you. You are his own and will be forever. He said, no one can snatch my child out of my hand. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. That brings, that's, that's security and that brings peace. Amen. I, uh, you know, we're fixing to read. You can go ahead and look, uh, put up or get it ready. Psalms 139 in the New Living Translation on this one. But I'm going to read real quickly before we go to that one. Isaiah 40, 11. It says, he will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and he will carry them in his heart and will gently lead those that have their young. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd, and I do not lack care and attention. Praise God. So Psalms 139, this reminds us these scriptures. And um, I encourage you to go back and write these scriptures down or print them out, however, and just meditate on these every day. I tell you, it, it would do, I think it would do so much for you just to remind us how much uh, God individually loves and he cares for each, each and every one of us. Verse, <clears throat> verse 1 says in Psalms 139, in the New, New Living, it says, O Lord, you have examined my heart, and you know everything about me. Verse 2, <clears throat> you know me when I sit down and when I stand up. You know my every thought, even when I'm far away. Verse 3 says, you see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. Verse 4 says, you know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. Verse 5, you go before me and you follow me. You place your hand of blessing upon my head. Verse 6, such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. Verse 7, am I going too fast? No, I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. Verse 8, if I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. Verse 9, if I ride the wings of the morning, and if I dwell by the farthest ocean, you are there. Praise God. Amen. 
Verse 10, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. Verse 11, I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in the darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. Verse 13 says, you made all the delicate inward parts of my body. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Verse 14, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. Verse 15, you watched as I was being, you watched me as I was being formed in my, in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. Verse 16, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Praise God. Verse 17, how precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They are outnumbered. They outnumber the grains of the sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. Praise God. Aren't those some good scriptures? It just, it just shows how God in, intimately knows each and every one of us. Amen. He knew we were, before we were born, as we were being formed in our mother's womb. How can, you know, I was thinking about this. How can he know everything about me and everything about you at the, very, at the same time? I know it's because he's God, because that's, that's who he is. Uh, but, you know, I think it's because he knows and lives in each and every one of us. He lives inside of us. Amen? And he knows everything about us. And uh, that's how he can know everything about me and everything about you at the same time. Because he lives inside of us. Praise God. So First um, Peter 5, 7, you don't have to turn this one. We're... Uh, you can, if you're making notes, you can jot this down. First Peter five seven in the Amplified says, "Casting the whole of your care, all of your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all, on Him, for He cares for you affectionately, and He cares about you watchfully." Then verse, um, you can turn to this one. Psalms fifty five twenty two in the Amplified says, um, Psalm fifty five twenty two says, cast your burden on the Lord, releasing the weight of it, and he will sustain you. So this is turning to Jesus, as we've been talking about, as, as our shepherd, amen. Cast your burden on the Lord, release the weight of it, and he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be moved, uh, made to slip, fall, or fail. And I looked up the word sustain. It means to keep or hold up, endure and confirm. So he will, Jesus will, he will keep you, he will hold you up, amen. He will endure for you as your good shepherd, amen, and he will confirm you. That's good news, praise God. Psalms 138.8 says, um, you don't have to turn to this one either, because it just, I'm just making reference to this one. Psalms 138.8 says, the Lord will perfect that which concerns me, Amen. You know he does. Our good shepherd, he, he perfects that which concerns us. If we turn to him, amen. Um, Colossians 2, 9 and 10. Uh, you don't have to turn to this one either. Colossians 2, 9 and 10. In the New Living Translation, if you're making notes, says, For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a, hum in a human body. So you also are complete through your union with Christ. Amen. We're complete. No matter what it looks like, you are complete and you lack nothing. Amen. And that's what we have to remind ourselves uh, of the truth. And that truth has to come out. Amen. Praise God. So you are complete in him and you lack nothing. Praise God. Even when it looks bad, you, you have a, a loving, caring Lord. If you'll trust him... And not go somewhere else to get that need met. Amen. He will keep you, hold you up. He will never allow you to slip, fall, or fail. Praise God. And then um, Psalms 34, 8. Most of you know this verse. We, you don't have to put it up. But it says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord our God is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Verse 9 says, Fear the Lord, you his godly people. Those who fear him will have all that they need. 
Verse 10 says, even strong young lions sometimes go hungry, but those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. Praise God. The Bible is just full of promises. Amen. In his word. Praise God. Promises uh, of the good shepherd. Amen. That all of our needs are already met. Thank you, Jesus. No matter what it looks like, I'm trusting you. You are working out your good plan of abundance for my life. You are my shepherd and I do not lack. Amen. So now we're actually starting on uh, the second, the second uh, scripture, verse, um, verse 2 says, uh, He makes me to lie down in green pastures, and he leads me bes- beside the still and restful waters. That's Psalms 23, 2. So, um, so in the first lesson, we talked about going outside the shepherd's care. Uh, the sheep did if they perceived lack. Wasn't that right? So this week we're going to talk about um, how that it's not easy. It's not an easy truth to grasp if you've got lack all around you. That I do not lack. Have you ever thought about that? You know, when you're standing in the midst of it and there's lack all around you. Uh, it, it even takes the grace of God to believe that. Amen? When, when, there, when there is lack, lack all around because the reason is because the perception of lack, it causes a lot of pain uh, in our life. Uh, we, there are different ways to lack, and you know, we talked about it's not just financial, but it can, it can be uh, health. We, you can lack health. You can lack um, uh, the approval of people. Uh, the, you can feel like you're not being taken care of in different ways. Um, or we can feel that we lack value. So whatever the lack is, I mean, it takes even the grace of God just to believe that I do not lack. Amen? So we're going to talk about that a little bit. So um, that we, the, God's grace is what empowers us to believe that we are valuable, that our needs are met, that we do not lack. It's, it's not us trying real hard to believe, you know, just, you know, faithing it up or trying real hard to believe. And I know nobody's ever done that. It's actually the good shepherd that makes us lie down in that truth. Amen? It's turning to, that sh- to the good shepherd and letting him make us lie down in the green pastures. So just listen real close. We're going to keep going through this. Um, I was thinking about uh, that we are valuable to God. You know, most, most of us have rings or jewelry that's valuable to us, you know. And where do we put that, that ring or when we take it off? Do we just put it on the couch and leave it there or, you know? No, we don't, do we? We put it in a specific place usually. And uh, things that are valuable to us. Amen? So, um, I, by saying that, you know, we were reading in the other scriptures about how valuable we are to God. Amen. He knows right where you are at all times. Amen. Just like we put that diamond ring right where we know where, where it's at to pick it back up again. Amen. So God knows right where you are at all times. Amen. And our good shepherd, um, he gives us that grace to believe that we are valuable that we are truly valuable to him, that we are approved of, that our needs are met, that he's there no matter what. Amen? No matter what we're facing, um, that he's there to deliver us out of all of our troubles. Amen? The good shepherd by his power, listen to this real close, the good shepherd by his power, love, spirit, by his grace, he causes or makes me to lie down in the promised land of abundance. That we have in Jesus. We can't make ourselves lie down in it. Have you ever tried that before? You know, I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to believe this, praise God. And, and we do believe. Amen. But without the grace of God to help us believe, amen, uh, then, it's, then our faith can turn into works, can it? Amen. Trying to faith it up. You know, uh, we can try to have enough faith but the truth is, we already have faith. Amen. We already have the faith of God. The Bible tells us we have the faith of God. Amen. And 
So by us looking to Jesus, he's the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the one who creates our faith. He's the one that even created our faith in the first place. He's the one who perfects our faith, and he is the one who empowers us to believe that he is our shepherd and that we do not lack. Amen. So uh, it's not confessing it a hundred times, is it? It's, it's looking to Jesus, and, and when it looks, when it, it's looking to Jesus when it looks like what he says is not true. Amen? And he makes it a truth and a reality in our life. Amen? By turning to him. So um, in John, John 10, in the New Living Translation, John 10, uh, 9 and 10, we're going to read those real quickly here. He says, in the New Living Translation, yes, I am the gate, and those who come in through me will be saved. Will be um, saved in this verse means to be made whole. Those who come in through me will be made whole. They who come and go freely, and will they will come and go freely and will find good pastures. The thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy, but my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. That's the New Living Translation. In the last verse, in the uh, Amplified says, you don't have to turn there, but it says, I came that they might enjoy life and have it in abundance. Amen. So the green pastures in, in this verse represents abundance. There's two agricultural terms that a shepherd uses to describe green, luxurious pastures. It's called the milk flow and the honey flow. And uh, when God took the children out of Israel... Uh, took the children of Israel out of Egypt, excuse me. He promised them a land flowing with milk and honey. So green pastures represents the promised land, the promise of abundance that we have in Jesus. The reason they called it the milk flow and the honey flow is because the sheep got so big and the bees produced uh, so much luxurious honey. So that was why it was, that's why it was called that in the Bible, just in case you ever wanted to know. Amen. <laughs> It's the greenest and the most luxurious pasture where there is more than enough abundance. Amen. That's El Shaddai, amen, the God who is more than enough. He's our good shepherd, and he makes us lie down and rest in, and rest in the promise of abundance that we have in him. Praise God. So there, <clears throat> there are four reasons that causes a natural sheep, this is talking about natural sheep here, sheep here, not to be able to lie down and rest in the green pastures that the shepherd provides. So number one would be circumstances uh, that cause the sheep fear. If there are storms uh, or if it senses danger from predators lurking around, fear, anxiety causes the sheep not to be able to rest. It causes the sheep to be restless and the sheep cannot lie down. Number two is friction with the other sheep. So, yep, sheep have friction with other sheep. They do. <laughs> if, uh, if there's strife or competition between the two sheep, the sheep cannot rest. Jealousy or strife between, between sheep. Now, we can relate this to people, too, because we're, we're, we're talked about as God's sheep. Amen? Uh, so we know this to be true with people's sheep. Amen? To uh, have jealousy or strife between them. Have you ever noticed that, you know, if you have strife or between you and someone else that you're not at rest yourself. Amen. And then number three, uh, third reason that causes natural sheep not to be able to lie down and rest in green pastures is the flies, the gnats, and the pests around their head. So you see that with other farm animals too, you know, uh, especially like um, Miss Andrea, you know, she's got horses and cows and stuff, you know, and I grew up on, my granddad had farms, so you see, mostly they have tails. Well, sheep don't have tails to knock the flies and the pest off of them, but, um, but that can cause them to uh, be restless. The irritation of the pest around the sheep's head keeps the sheep from being able to lie down and rest. And then number four is hunger. If the sheep are hungry, they will not lie, lie down and rest. So um, the same which we talked a little bit about this, the same four reasons we as sheep in our good shepherd's pasture are unable to rest at times. Uh, number one, when we have our mind on circumstances that are causing fear or worry or concern, we are unable to rest. Um, it might be symptoms in your body, no matter what the circumstances are, amen? 
Sometimes it could be symptoms in your body causing fear or worry. A situation with your children. Uh, no, no one's ever had that. Or uh, our mind is on the problem. Have you, ever, have you ever caught yourself there? And you're, you're, your mind's on the problem instead of on the good shepherd. And um, so that brings fear and worry into our life. So number two is we are unable to rest when we're having friction. If we've got offense, anger, or resentment towards another person in our lives. Um, like rehearsing, I know you've, I've made mention of this before, it's like you're rehearsing a problem in your mind sometimes. And um, Joyce Myers has a book, or a quote, she says, maybe a book, I'm not sure, but she says, what, uh, have, you ever, have you thought about lately what you're thinking about? So sometimes we have to do that, don't we? We have to think about what we're thinking about to make sure it lines up with the Word of God. Amen. So um, if we've got anger, resentment, or offense, and then rehearse it, rehearse it in our minds and what we're going to say to that person that has offended us, that keeps us thinking about the problem, doesn't it? And uh, it causes stress in our life. Um, I looked up the word stress, and it says strain, an impelling force, a driving force. That's what stress is. Um, then I thought this was interesting. The enemy drives. He drives us, the enemy does. So he can use stress to drive you. It's not in a good direction, is it? But then I was reminded that Jesus is the shepherd, the good shepherd, and he leads. The enemy will drive you, but the shepherd leads you. Amen. So we'll make sure that, that we're letting the shepherd lead us. Amen. He leads us um, the joy, peace, and love. He leads us to joy, peace, and love. Amen. And I know we use the, the phrase, what's love leading me to do? Amen. So love leads us to do something. Amen. Uh, love leads us to peace. Love leads us to joy. Amen. So, um, for, uh, number three, the third reason that we as sheep uh, aren't at rest or aren't able to rest at times is uh, the one, one of the names of the devil is the Lord of the Flies. And I think I remember a book a long time ago that may be required in the public schools to read. I'm not sure if it is anymore, but um, it's called The Lord of the Flies. And the flies, um, that's one of the names of the devil. And the flies that swarm around our heads at times are the lies of the devil. If you think about it that way. He's a liar and the father of lies. Amen? And we are having negative thoughts about ourselves, about God, or about others. That's those, they just, they'll be swarming your head, all those lies. You know, thinking about this and that and all the negative thoughts. I know nobody's ever been there, <laughs> but that's a, that's a good test. Good test. Are we resting or we got thoughts, all these negative things flying around our head? Amen. The devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I look at it like this. I wrote down today, I'm sealed. Praise God. The enemy has already lost the battle. You will live in turmoil until you know the truth and that will set you free. Amen. You can't, if you can't trust, you will never be able to rest. Amen. You have to trust in the good shepherd. And then lastly, when we feel like our basic needs may not be met, we cannot rest. If we feel like our basic needs are, are not being met, then we have problems resting. In the natural, the only time a restless sheep can lie down and rest is when it sees the shepherd. <clears throat> he can look and see the shepherd. If, it's exper if he's experiencing anxiety, having friction with another sheep, or if he's got flies flying around his head, or if it's hungry, when it sees the shepherd, a calmness comes over the sheep immediately because it knows whatever it needs, protection, care, ointment for its head to keep all that stuff away, or food, the shepherd will provide. The shepherd takes care of whatever the sheep needs and causes the sheep to lie down to rest in the green pastures that he has provided. Amen. Isn't that an awesome relationship between the sheep and the shepherd? All, he has to, all that sheep has to do is look. 
and find that shepherd and immediate calmness comes over him. Amen. Praise God. So that should let us know, amen, to make sure we're looking at our good shepherd at all times. Amen. So, um, and uh, I'm just going to read this real quick. The same is true with us. If we turn our minds from what's bothering us or causing us anxiety and worry and focus our mind on Jesus and his great love for us, when we look to him to help and strengthen us, calmness comes over our soul. His grace does a work in our hearts, bringing us peace, rest for our souls. Amen. And he causes us to lie down and rest in the promise we have in him. You know, I was thinking about this today, and you know, it's just a supernatural thing. Sometimes you can't just explain it. Amen. In, in natural terms, it just, you know, you know, if you've been there, you know, amen, that it's just a supernatural thing. Look into Jesus. It just, it causes us to lie down and rest in the promise that we have in him. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. So as we look to him, he gives us the ability to truly trust him with our lives. We can't do it on our own. But he gives us the ability, isn't that awesome, to trust him with our lives. And that's if we're turning towards the shepherd. Then he gives us the ability, amen, to trust him with everything in our lives. Praise God. You know, that's why we say don't run from God, run to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Run to the good shepherd, always. So um, let's see here. Let's read, we only have just a few minutes here. So Hebrews 12, um, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. We're going to read that uh, real quickly here. I'm not sure if it's, uh, I guess, amplified. I'm not, no, NIV, I'm sorry. NIV, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 in the NIV. Let's read it, read it, the, this verse. It says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. This is the NIV. Here he says, uh, I looked up the word perseverance. It means persistence. So I'm going to read it with that definition in mind. He says, so let us run. Let us continue in our action in spite of obstacles or objections. Amen. The race that's marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus. He's the originator and the completer and the finisher of our faith. Amen. That was awesome. Praise God. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus. He's the one that gave us faith in the first place. He's the originator of our faith. And he's the one that completes it and finishes it for us. Praise God. He's a good shepherd. He does it for us. Amen. And it's a supernatural thing. So then Philippians 2.13 goes along with this. This is not in your own strength. Praise God. Philippians 2.13. This is out of the Amplified. This is not in our own strength. For it is God who is, is all the while effectually at work in you. Amen. It's God at work in you energizes and creating in you the power and the desire both to will and to work his good pleasure, satisfaction and delight. Amen. Uh, We know what pleases God, don't we? It's faith. Faith pleases God. So it's, it's him at work in you. Amen. Creating, what's it say? Effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and the desire. It's him doing it. Amen. Both to will and to work for his good pleasure, satisfaction and delight. Amen. So our responsibility in this would be what? Just to respond to his ability. Amen. Think about the word responsibility. I saw this today as I was studying. Responsibility comes from those two words, respond and ability. Just to respond to his ability. That's our responsibility. Amen. We don't have to faith it up. We don't have to try to do it ourselves. Amen. Praise God. And respond. I looked at respond. I've looked up a lot of words today in the dictionary. Respond just means to answer. So our response to him is our answer to him. Amen. I thank you, God. You're the good shepherd. It's your ability and not my ability. Amen. Praise God. Um, uh, Hebrews 4, we don't have to um, 
look this one up. You don't have to put it up there. I'm just going to read now. Um, Hebrews 4 and verse 14. Well, Hebrews 4, 3. And then we're going to skip over to 14 through 16. <clears throat> so I'm just going to read it real quickly here. It says, Now we who have believed enter the rest. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. Verse 15 says, For we do not, do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet without sin. <clears throat> Excuse me. Verse 16, Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence. Amen. So that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Praise God. Go to the throne of grace to receive what we need to lie down in green pastures. Amen. Amen. That's good. Um, Psalms. Uh, hang on here one second. Okay. We're running out of time here. So real quickly here. In, in Ezekiel 34, <clears throat> 15. Um, I will feed my sheep and cause them to lie down, says the Lord God. So he's saying he will, he will feed us and he will cause us to lie down in green pastures. Amen. I will give them what they need and that causes them to rest in my love. Psalms, I'm going through these quickly, so if you want to just jot them down, it'll probably be easier than pulling them up. Psalms 4.8 says, In peace I will both lie down and sleep for you. Praise God. Psalms 4, 8. In peace I will both lie down and sleep for you. Lord alone make me dwell in safety. That word safety means security and confident trust. Amen. There's a good, there's a good scripture if you're having problems sleeping. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Lord is your shepherd and you do not like sleep. Amen. Jesus, our good shepherd, empowers us by how? How does he empower us? By his grace. Amen. Through love, spirit, and his love, spirit, and power, he empowers us to lie down and rest in the promises of abundance and we leave that, um, that we have in him. Whenever we feel lack in our soul, we can simply turn our hearts and thoughts towards him, come to his throne of grace, and receive the help and strength we need to trust what he says about us and our situation. He is El Shaddai. Amen. The God who is more than enough. And I was thinking about this today. There's no such thing. And if you'll think about this, there's no such thing as security outside of Christ. No, nowhere in the world are you going to find security outside of Christ. Nowhere. I mean, you may feel secure, but the world, they do it in pills or whatever, you know, to, to calm them. Amen. But, the, you know, there, there is security in Christ. Amen. So us that know him as our shepherd, praise God, uh, we can lie down in those green pastures of security. Praise God and confidence because he, he is more than enough. Second um, Peter 1, I'm just going to read this real quickly. May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for, for living a godly life. We have received this by coming to know him and one who called us to himself by the means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. The promises that we have... <clears throat> of abundance, the promises for your children, promises of approval and righteousness, promises of provision, healing, wisdom and guidance. These are the promises in Jesus that enable us to t partake of his divine nature, which is joy, peace, love, all these things. Amen. And we escape the corruption of this world, don't we? Amen. He leads me beside the still and restful waters. This is uh, the last part of the verse 2. And he is Je Jehovah Shalom, the Lord my peace. Amen. Jesus talks about in John 4, 13 and 14. Jesus says, everyone who drinks this water, verse 13, uh, 
Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. Verse 14, but whoever drinks the water that I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up into eternal life. Amen. John, in, uh, if you're making notes, John 7, 37 and 38, Jesus said, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. To drink means to take in. Amen. To accept and to believe. That is to say that a person who accepts and assimilates the very life of God in Christ to the point where it becomes a part of him. Amen. It has to become a part of us, doesn't it? Because that's who we are. Amen. Jesus lives inside of us. We are in him. It has to become a part of us. Only the spirit and the life of Christ can satisfy that thirsty soul. You are led by God's spirit because you are his sheep. Amen. He leads you to the truth and that truth sets you free. He leads you to the truth of Jesus and Jesus sets you free. He is the truth that sets us free. Amen. Jesus becomes your meat and your drink as his resurrection resurrection to overcoming life is imparted by the Holy Spirit. You will be refreshed and satisfied and find rest for your soul. Amen. Amen. He leads us beside peaceful waters, represents the Holy Spirit leading you to all truth. Holy Spirit leading you to Jesus who is truth, to drink from him. Amen. To drink from Jesus, to drink, to, to he leads us to the good shepherd. Amen. <clears throat> Drinking in Jesus is simply acknowledging Lord, what you so say about me is true. This is just acknowledging, simply acknowledging, drinking in Jesus. Lord, what you say about me is true. Help me understand and walk and live in this truth. Amen. You, Lord, are my shepherd and I do not lack. Amen. You make me lie down in green pastures and you lead me beside still and restful waters. You restore my soul. If you think about that, you restore my soul, you restore my mind, you restore my will, and you restore my emotions. When we drink the living water of Jesus, our souls will be completely satisfied. And we will rest in and experience the promise of abundance that we have in him. He is Jehovah Shalom, the Lord my peace. Amen. He is my shepherd and I do not lack anything. Amen. Praise God. Isn't that awesome? And by us drinking in him, amen, by us drinking in him and being full of him, praise God, that we're able to spill out on other people. Amen. You can't give what you don't have. Isn't that right? Amen. So we'll make sure that we're always turning to the good shepherd and let him cause us and make us lie down in the green pastures. Amen. Amen. 